Welcome to Branding Your Real Estate. This is your host, Corinne King, and thank you so much for being here. Branding Your Real Estate was created by a real estate agent for real estate agents to give you inspiration, motivation, and ideas to help you improve your business, your brand, and most importantly, you as a real estate professional. So today we're getting down to business. I feel like I touch on a little bit of business, a little bit of marketing, branding, uh, a little bit of you and business, because in the end, how we show up in our real estate business will become our brand. Today's topic is all about nurturing your listers. The why, what, and how. Really just the how. I'm going to give you the rundown of a workflow that I just put together to make sure that I am actually touching base with my listers more often. So keep on listening, grab a pen and paper, or just listen and take what you want. All right. See you on the other side of this. So congratulations, you got the listing. You did a killer job on the listing, right? It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's out there. And then you forget about it. Uh, Well, I'm hoping that's not the case because let me just take you back. Um, Recently, I had a lister and we have a lot of listings. So I could see some of our smaller listings that sit for a while. This is more uh, land where we are. It's uh, still a buyer's market for land. So land just sits on the market like for years unless it's priced super aggressive. So these smaller enlistings just don't get as much love, right? These land listings, we don't set up showings. Um, that kind of forces us to have a touch point, a personalized touch point with our listers. And we, we don't hear when people go out and look at these properties. So we have to put on our own workflows to actually be in touch with our listers. Well, I'll take you back. And I like to share with you where I make mistakes because then I go, okay, I learned from this. How can I repair this relationship? And what workflows do I need to put in place to make sure that I'm following through and that I'm nurturing my lister? So lister reached out and it's been a couple months. He's like, I haven't heard from you. There's no marketing. Um, I just want to take my listing off the market, right? We have a very disappointed lister and I'm sure there's a couple others out there. This one falls into like the land that doesn't get much love. And, you know, we know that we are affiliated with a big brand that allows our listings to get global exposure across like a hundred different websites. And we think that is great, but our listers don't know that. They want us to reach out and let them know what's going on, what's going on with the market, what's going on with my property. Have you done any marketing for it? Like, what are you doing? I'm paying you. What are you doing for that? Right. Um, we can't just assume that they know or that we told them at the beginning, hey, your property is going to syndicate to all these properties and we'll just sit and wait, right? No, they want to hear from you. And we have to remember, and this is me talking to myself, we're in the relationship business. So yeah, I, he was disappointed um, that we have not been in contact with him and you know what's going on with the market. So I was like, all right, I need to get organized, put together a workflow uh, because I was more going off of the, um, rather than being proactive, I was being reactive. So I was very communicative whenever there was a reaction. So if someone reached out about a property, it like, uh, triggered me to reach out to the seller and say, Hey, we got some contact via Zillow, via, um, our, our website, yada, 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 but I wasn't being proactive. So we're going to get into that of, my workflow that I'm putting in place that will include 
personal touch points, which take a little bit more effort, and then also automation. So both of those go hand in hand. And automation, I like to think of like the cherry on top Um, because automation is great, but you can't just go on autopilot and set everything up on that and lose out on that personalized, customized email, text, or phone call, right? You can't you can't substitute something that is very customized or very personalized because automation is like the opposite of personalized, but you still need it in order to really get in front of your lister more often because if you're always customizing something, you're not working efficiently. You're going to constantly just be writing these personalized emails, which are, are great, but if you're doing them all the time, you're going to be so overwhelmed with work that you're not going to actually be able to get out and sell more real estate or generate more leads. So we'll get into that of what the workflow looks like. And just a reminder to you, go reach out to your listers today. One of the first things on my kind of like checklist after we get the lister, their listing goes live. One, I make sure they're in my CRM system, which they probably should have been anyways. They probably already are in there, but go back through and make sure that they are now grouped properly. So you want to make sure that you put them in groups, whether current lister, current lister for a specific type of property, maybe in a certain geographic location. And I'll explain to you in a second why you need to do that, but group them. Uh, You'll be able to do mass emails later, especially if you have a lot of listings. It allows you to have another touch point with more general feedback of the market. So again, I will get back to that. Also, on my workflow, like right when we get them in, is to add them to several areas. And we have Flex MLS. There's different systems out there. And there are two things that we can add in there. One, we can actually put them on auto emails to receive like backend. It's almost like a backend um, graph and data that shows them how much activity has been on their property from the MLS or anything connected to the MLS. So it, on this backend, the report that they receive says you've had This many people save your home, share your home, visit your home. Here are the other properties that they're looking at. So it gives them an idea of the activity of the market. And I set that up for them to receive it once a month. You could set it up so they receive it every week. The second thing that I do is I set them up on auto emails, just like what I do for my buyers. We now do that for our listers. And I customize a search based on the criteria of their property. So if it's land and a certain geographic area and a certain price point, I'll go ahead and customize it the best that I can without narrowing in too much. And then I'll set them up to receive auto emails for anything pending, closed, or active. And I set that up for them to get that weekly. So it could say, hey, here's the activity that's going on in your area. So it could be a house that pops up that would be one of their competitors. It's good for them to know that. But it's hard for you to stay on top of that all the time. You can, but that's not working efficient at all. You're going to be working around the clock if you don't put in some of these systems. So lean into the automation that your MLS system has and see what they have in there. So that's one thing I do. Number two is just having them on the monthly newsletter. Uh, That goes out to everyone in our system, but it's just another touch point to say, hey, we're here. We're thinking of you. Here's what's going on with the market. Here's what's going on with St. Croix. Just another touch point. It's not really personalized or customized, but another touch point. So that now is three touch points 
in one month or even more because your auto emails from your MLS should go out more than just once a month. It should go out every week. So you decide kind of if you want to send it out every week. I'm sure your lister would appreciate that um, or every month. We're going back to MLS. But the newsletter, depending on how often you send that out, so that is another touch point as well. Now, let's go back to why I had you group your listers specifically and getting specific in several different groups in your CRM system, so in your customer relationship management system. So they're grouped. Now, you can use this to your advantage. So whether you just want to send out a blanket email once a month to all of your listers, and it could be anything in general that just is a bit more personalized in a sense that makes it seem like you're talking to them as your lister or even more personalized. So say you group them in land, residential, commercial, um, and then current lister residential in a certain neighborhood or a certain price point. So see how you can keep putting them into more personalized groups. I would suggest doing that so you can send out one blanket email, especially if you've been farming certain areas and you really focus on certain geographic areas or certain price points, definitely put them in there because if you have a ton of listings in one farming area, whether geographic or price point, all you have to do is put together one email and send it. So now you're sending out like 10 emails rather one one time rather than sending out 10 emails 10 times. So you see what I'm saying there? So anyways, they're grouped properly. And now you can send them a personalized email once a month that's a little bit more customized. So there we go. Another touch point once a month just for your listers. And you want to use your CRM system and your groupings to actually reach them. So you're maximizing your time, but still getting in contact with them. Now, in addition to that, we have a system through our brokerage that puts together these like beautiful reports for the market. And you can't customize them too much, but it shows graphs and there's a photo and there's a letter from you. Like it is a little corporate but that's okay. It's still beautifully done and your listers will, will love it. I promise you, the lister will love getting those. Um, and it's all set up for you. The graphics are done. All you have to do is take your contacts and upload them to this system. Now, there's many different systems out there that, that can do this for you. We're using Prospect Square. And we upload it, and it really only breaks it down to, I think, condo, land, and residential. So because I've had everyone grouped in my CRM system, right, condo, land, residential, I can download them separately and upload them into their own personalized group and create this automation that goes out once a month. Hey, here's a market update just for land. Here are your graphics. Here's an explanation. It shows, you know... Um, the median sales price. It shows how many listings are on the market. It just gives a lot of data that helps them understand the market. And it's another touch point, a little bit more personalized, right? And now we're going to go into, we talked a lot about automation, which is a huge part of it. And I told you that's kind of the cherry on top. But let's go back to talking about monthly personalized emails. And I'll give a couple examples on that. So now we're heading into more of the customized monthly email. So I'm going to go back in a second and touch on something that I've been touching on throughout this entire podcast is the groups. The groups in your CRM system, 
will be a crucial role to you running an efficient and successful real estate business. Group them now. And if you haven't, it's okay. If you have a huge list, I want you to make it a project to go through and really group all of your contacts. Start with your listers. Let's start there. Group them and group them specifically. This is so you can send out those mass emails and still be personalized. This is where automation meets personalization. So sometimes automation loses that personal touch point. But when you group people properly, you're able to reach a big group of people while also providing them value and specific value for their need. Like a land seller is not going to be extremely interested in what condos are going for. Yes, overall, the whole market in a sense works together. Um, So it's good for them to have that, which you have that in all of your automation that you've been sending out. But grouping them is going to be so important. So I want to talk about how you can leverage this automation and how you can personalize it. So I'm just going to give you a couple examples on that. Example number one, I want to start with the group. What does the group look like? Current lister, residential, neighborhood. Now, neighborhood, replace that with a specific geographical neighborhood, like the name of that neighborhood. The email that you send to them is a neighborhood event that's going on and make it personal and be like, hey, Jessica, I see that there's an event going on in your neighborhood. I'm so excited. The family and I are going. Would love to see you. Let me know if you're going to be there and let's catch up. Let's let's grab a cocktail or a glass of wine or it doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be anything. Make it personal. That's just an example right there. Example number two, group. We're going to start we're going to start with the group so you can see how we can personalize it. Current lister, commercial. That's all. Just that group, which is a little bit more general. Say you came across or maybe you found um, an article that pertains to the economic development in your area and giving your own personal and professional opinion of how is this going to impact the commercial market. Now, here's where you can kind of cross-pollinate too. And you can cross-pollinate a lot of these to buyers that, you know, for example, say they're commercial buyers and they think that that article would also be interesting add them in there as well. Might as well hit more people, right? That Now that's kind of like a sidebar. I don't want to overwhelm you there, but you can always cross-pollinate and reuse your work. Always look to see how can I use this again? How can I be more efficient? How can I reach more people with this piece of work that I've already put together? All right. Example number three, group, current listers, residential, just general. Send out a home maintenance, I can't talk today, home maintenance checklist out to all of your residential owners. And here you can also cross-pollinate over to other property owners if you have them grouped in your system as well that are in your area. Um, But if you really want to personalize it, you can write the email a bit more to your specific lister um, about some home maintenance. You can say, you know, it's important to keep up the maintenance while you have your property listed And here is what you can do and here's what you should do for this season and preparing for the next season. All right. And example number four, the group is current listers, condos, general. And just sending a condo market update and your professional opinion and what you're seeing from buyers. So a lot of times our stats and data, which we discussed earlier in the podcast, 
those are already going out. And here are the stats. You know, there's been this many sold. Here's the median sales price, yada, yada, yada. Why don't you kind of take that and craft another email and say, hey, here's what I've been seeing. This is what I've been hearing from buyers. This is the budget that they're looking in. Here are the amenities that they're looking for or, you know, however you want to craft it. Just give a more personalized and professional market update for your listers. All right. I hope those examples gave you an idea on how you can use those groups and have your automation meet personalization so you can hit your listers more and continue to nurture them in a more personalized way without taking up too much of your time. We're coming up on the tail end of this podcast and there's a couple more things to touch on. Now, this one that we're about to touch on is very personalized, very customized, and very, very time consuming. So I really only do it every quarter. And this is putting together a very detailed and robust market report on their specific property. So it's the overall market. It's um, comparing and contrasting homes that sold, homes that are on the market, or it could be land or condos or commercial, um, and just really breaking it down. Now, I say every quarter because I personally put a ton of time into evaluating each property, the market, how it's positioned in the property, or positioned in the market, sorry, positioned in the market. I re- It takes me hours, and I feel like I know the market pretty well, but I really love reviewing data and then kind of understanding the whole economics of the local area that I'm selling. So I put a lot of time and I go through each property, each one that I'm comparing to their property. And I oftentimes break down like, here are the features of this one. This is what it was listed at. This is how many days on market. Here's why it sold at this price, even though it has all the amenities. So I really go into a lot of detail. So we have almost 100 listings, so that takes a lot of time. So I'm a bit more selective on who gets that quarterly, and that's our high-end listers, our homes, and our condos um, that are more on the higher end. Now land, um, we definitely want to start working that into a mid-year and end-year market update with those personalized like breakdown of what's going on with the market. Here are the active listings. Here's what's sold. Here's why they sold. You know, really breaking it down. I put a lot of time into each email and a lot of thought. I don't want to just send something out. I want it to be accurate. I mean, it needs to be accurate and helpful to them and help them understand the market and why maybe they're still sitting on the market. Now, depending on what market you're in, you're probably like, months, I sell a house in three days. I'm in a secondary market, which is a little bit different. A lot of the properties that we have are unique or luxury that tend to sit a little bit longer on the market. So that's why this kind of workflow does work for us. So you might want to break that down into a shorter amount of time if you have less days on market. So it depends on the property, depends on your location. But this is my workflow and I hope it gives you something to work with. But you see how I can't do that every month or every week for my listers. I would literally be doing that 24-7 and wouldn't have time to get any new business or show property, or market my properties, or anything like that. All right, so moving on to the next one, and these are more like the one-offs, right? So whenever you market a property, don't just market it and put it out there. Half the time we market our properties just to show our listers, hey, we're putting it out there. I mean, of course, we're putting it out there to put it out there to buyers, but we also want to tell them, we they don't 
see our feed on Instagram or Facebook or the email marketing that we're doing or the magazine, they may not get that. So make sure you point it out to them and be specific. Like, hey, I posted it um, on my Facebook, did a Facebook ad. We got this many clicks. And you can maybe turn this into um, a couple different touch points. Let them know, hey, we're doing a Facebook ad for your property this month. When you send it out, say, hey, check it out. It's going to run for this week. And at the end of it, say, hey, I don't know why I'm saying hey so much, but hey, here are the stats. This is how many clicks we had, shares, uh, and leads that we got off of that Facebook marketing um, and paid advertising that we did. So use it as a touch point. Don't think you're over-communicating. If anything, over-communicate. Your listers will love that, and I promise you, if they ever had an agent before this, they're going to be wowed by how much effort you're putting into it. So if you just share them one post one time, it doesn't seem like that much. Use it as a way for multiple touch points. So you may want to sit down and plan your month and decide who you're going to market. So um, for like intentional marketing outside of the syndication from when you first put it on MLS. So who do you need to be in touch with? Go ahead and plan out some marketing for that month, whether it's a newsletter whether it's an email, social media, print, plan it out, add it in there, and make sure you have a plan where you can have multiple touch points with them. And the other one-offs, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, is you might have a lead reach out through Zillow. Let your seller know, hey, just spoke to a buyer today about your property. They aren't familiar with this area yet. They're coming down. Um, Whatever information you can tell them, just be in contact. Let them know that people are responding to your marketing. Because if you don't tell them, I promise you, they won't know. They're going to assume you're doing nothing on the back end to support them. Like my lister that I was telling you about. He didn't think we're doing anything. And I had to kind of rush and fix the image and say, listen, I promise you, we've we've put your listing out there. We've spoke to leads on Zillow about your property. And I should have reached out and told him, hey, I've been talking to some buyers about your property, but I didn't. So some of these things are more reactionary. A lot of this that I mentioned in here is proactive in this podcast, but there is reactionary. Like the second you market something, let them know. The second you talk to a buyer about their property, let them know. The second an agent reaches out to you for more information, let them know. It can just be one or two sentences. Hey, just letting you know, I spoke to an agent who has a buyer. Uh, They had some questions. There's definitely interest out there. Let me know if you have any questions or if you want to catch up. Easy. Now you're in contact. So this gives you tons of touch points throughout each month, throughout the weeks, throughout the year. And this allows you to nurture that relationship and nurture your listers. That's what this is all about. And this is you know, again, it depends on the market that you're in. Some of these homes move within a week and you don't need this big plan. But if you are considering the luxury market, luxury listers want to be communicated with. They want to be nurtured. They want to hear from you and know that you are doing something to earn that dollar and that you are supporting the sale of their home through outreach. They want to hear from you. And Your luxury properties are going to sit on the market longer. That's just the name of the game of luxury or if it's a unique property. So maybe some point in your career, this big long game of nurturing your listers will come in handy. So save it, take some notes, keep it in mind, come back to it when that time does come. 
And I'm going to throw in one more thing that I think uh, my team and I are going to try to add on to um, the workflow for nurturing our sellers. I'm going to give you a little tool and it's for texting. I don't love phone calls and you probably don't either, but we kind of need to do them more often. Now I work on a team to where I wasn't the one that always brought in the lead. We all kind of work together. And so sometimes a phone call from me personally might be a little awkward to someone that I've never really talked to or a relationship I didn't have. So it all depends on your relationship with them. If you're a sole agent by yourself, likely you have that relationship with them. You nurtured them from the beginning when you attracted them and they became your lister. So reach out with a phone call, um, but also texting. So there's an app. Uh, my broker, she uses this because she ended up like reaching out to me for like every holiday. And I was like, how do you remember to reach out to all these people? Oh my goodness. She, she was like, Merry Christmas. It seemed very personal. I thought she was writing me directly. And then she told me she used Hit Em Up. So H-I-T-E-M Up. It's an app to where it um, works with kind of all of your contacts and you can group your contacts. It does cost money. You can group your contacts. So say you, again, grouping is so important, group your listers and group them in specific groups to where if you want to just shoot out a personalized text message, you can. Let me just give you an example. So say you have several listers in the same neighborhood and say you went for a walk in there. Um, this is something that I always did. I went for a walk in one of my favorite neighborhoods. We had a lot of listings in there and say you're just in there and just say, do a little video and say, hey, I was just in your neighborhood and I passed your house and I was thinking of you. Hope all is well. Send. Send that out to everyone in that specific geographic location. So group them, and this is just another way for you to reach them, and text feels even more personal than an email. And then a phone call even feels more personal. This isn't, the phone call doesn't have to do with hit them up, just the texting, but I'm kind of touching on more personalized contact. You should really try and do that once a month. Text, phone call, try and lean towards phone call, but read your client, see if they want a phone call. And that's just another way to nurture your listers. Well, that is it for today's podcast, all about nurturing your listers. It is so, so important. And I hope you have some takeaways from my workflow that I'm putting in place because your listers want to hear from you. Anyways, that's it. We're about to head out. But before I let you go, I wanted to see, do you want to come on the podcast? Did you have a win in your business and you want to share it? I love showing real examples of real real estate agents in the field that are making magic happen. Or do you know someone who you think would be great on the podcast and has something to share? Please send them my way. You can reach me through Instagram. That's probably best. It's branding you underscore real estate. And if it's someone outside of the industry, whether it's a coach, it's a friend, it's someone in business who's doing something brilliant. And you also know I love the mindfulness side of things when that comes to business and mindset work and things like that. If you have anyone in that room, send them my way as well. I love bringing them on the podcast. I really believe for our industry to evolve and grow and for us to evolve and grow as individuals and as 
professionals. We have to look outside of our little box of real estate. So, all right, now I'll let you go. Thank you again for being here, for your support, for tuning in, and happy branding.